ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. Michelle Sine Travato. I am so excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Living Your Legacy podcast and TV show. Today, I've got a really interesting guest on. I love unique and interesting topics. I love things that inspire me to think differently about things. I love those aha and huh moments where she suddenly go, gosh, I never thought about that before, but now I can never unthink it. So today's guest is all about that. She talks a lot about travel, which is awesome. And of course, of course, post COVID, everybody wants to get out and see something that isn't the inside of where they live. Um, And that's awesome. But more importantly than that, she talks a lot about how that experience can be carried forward into your everyday life. And I really want to dig into that because you know those amazing feelings you have on holidays and then you come home and you're like, huh, well, that evaporated pretty quick. How do we make that not happen? So let me tell you about our guest and then we're going to hear from her about all that juicy goodness. So I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to Julie Zolfo. She is a good friend of mine. I've stayed at her house, which is awesome. And we'll talk a little about that. And Julie has this really incredible life and experience that I want to get her to share with you. In fact, the word unconventional is pretty synonymous with Julie and her life's work. After 20 years in corporate America and human resources and marketing roles, the economic downturn in 2008, and who can forget that, found Julie out of work from her dream job as an internal career coach for a national professional services organization. Uh Uh-oh, being out of work's no fun. Desperate to do the work she loved, Julie made a bold choice, ooh, I like that, and began her own coaching and seminar company, called Energetic Choices, which educates and empowers heart-centered individuals and small businesses how to break free from their dissatisfying circumstances so that they can step into a new life chapter unapologetically. Oh my gosh, how many of us wish we could do that? We're going to talk about that. Through her signature programs, the Fulfillment Factor Formula, her Amazon bestseller, The Way of the Traveler's Heart, And her podcast, The Traveler's Heart, Julie helps guide her clients on their inner travel journey. See, I told you we were going to talk about that. So they can experience everyday life and work with the awe, joy, and wonder, just like travel brings to our heart and souls. Only 
permanently, not just on the weekends, holidays, or extended vacations. Julie is based in the majestic and magical mountain town of Bend. And I can tell you, it's a real sweet place because I've been there. Bend, Oregon, where she enjoys hiking, kayaking, and making memories with family and friends. Julie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my God. Thank you so much. It's such a joy to be here. And um, I do feel like like you're sitting here in my living room, like having a conversation, even though I missed you when you came to my house. And we'll talk about that as well, too. For sure. So Julie, tell us about, let's start down kind of at the beginning. So 2008, you've lost your job. What was the sort of process you went through to make a decision about where you wanted to go? Because I bet there's lots of people who in the last few years or maybe right now are currently facing that. Right. Well, even before that, if I can just back up a moment. in two th- So the end of 2008, I lost my job. But in the beginning of 2008, I got this dream job. And it happened to be at a professional consulting firm that my father, 40 years prior, was a big partner at. And I called him up and I said, "You'll, Dad, you'll never guess the job I got. I got the job, the same company, and I got this great position. Are you proud of me now? And, and I kind of remember saying, are you proud of me now? And he's like, I'm always proud of you, Julie. And let me share with you why. And what he said to me is like, as a parent, as long as I am raising functional and self-reliant children, as long as those children are getting up every day and contributing to the world, as long as those children get up and aren't harming themselves or harming other people, you're not doing anything illegal. I'm thinking, wow, is this your bar for me? <laughs> and, then, and then he said something very profound that I never put into that equation of making my choices about my life. And he said, I want to make sure that you're waking up every day happy and fulfilled. And in that moment, I realized I had been putting so much focus on the success and like looking good and wanting my father's approval that I started on this inner journey, realizing how have I been making choices up to this point? Because they've been around success, but not necessarily around fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So when this, you know, dream job disappeared within six months, it really allowed me, Michelle, to kind of go inward and really start to recalculate how I was making choices. And I didn't realize that internally there, I'm I'm a fan of acronyms because I'm dyslexic. And so learning and teaching and remembering things always came easier to me when I created an acronym. And so looking back before 2008, I realized the choices I was making was based on this formula. You guys could all write this down because I think you could appreciate it. It's L plus A plus P equals D, L-A-P-D. So think about, woo, woo, like you're getting pulled over. It's not a good thing. And I was making choices based on, well, will you love me and like me? Will you appreciate me and will I be approved? Will I be popular? Is this the perfect choice? And those ways of looking at making decisions really are dysfunctional. They can be quite dissatisfying and lead to some delusional ways of living your life. Mm -hmm. And through letting go of my job and recalculating the factors that really mattered most, I started to realize it's not about just living a life of success. It's about living a life of being fulfilled. And when was I always the most fulfilled is when I was traveling. 
I loved that Julie, he would go out there in the world. Like I called her Zolfa woman and she'd travel around the world and she'd have all these great experiences and she was bold and she was brave. And then I'd come home and it's almost like taking your cape off. I would take my backpack off. And for those of you who can see the video, you actually can see the my book cover for the way of the traveler's heart. I have this big green backpack. And I felt invincible, Michelle, when I had that backpack on. But when I took the backpack off, I not only took off that backpack, but I forgot to unpack that best version of myself mm -hmm. that I met when I was traveling. And that's when I started to realize that disconnect of there's the Julie that travels and the Julie that comes home. And I started talking to other people about it and they noticed the same thing about themselves. So I'm like, how do we integrate the two? And that was really the journey of how I come like brought together fulfillment, the traveler's heart and really moving past just success. But as you teach in your podcast, living a legacy of fulfillment today, not waiting until I die. Mm hmm. Oh my gosh. We could just stop right there. That's like mic drop moment. <laughs> that was beautiful and so profound. So let's talk about that unpacking, right? When we, when we come home from a trip, obviously you have to unpack your suitcase and your bags and you put things away and, and, you know, maybe you put, put display out some things you may have purchased on your trip, that kind of thing. How can we unpack that experience and continue to be that best version of ourselves. Or maybe it's, you know, you were super relaxed and feeling very stress-free on your holiday and you want to continue that in your daily life. Like what would be some tips that you could give people to Absolutely. help them think like that? Absolutely. Well, first you want to realize, just like you said, take, first of all, we want to take time to process. And so many people, I, I know some of my friends, they wait till Sunday night to get home late, get every ounce of their vacation, which I understand, but then they go back into that reality on Monday and there's kind of this disconnect. And within like two, three days, that traveler's high, right? Becomes the traveler blues. So one of the things, if you can, is to allow time to process, whether that's on the plane, whether it's getting home, or it can be as simple as on Monday morning, if you can, I know not every schedule can be that way, but if you can block off your Monday morning, not having a million meetings, really allowing yourself to ease in and notice, you know, I want to try to keep this pace. What was it about that time off that I want to now bring into my work life? So again, process, really take the time to go inward and then really notice what were those things that you did? Did you have a ritual of getting up and going for a walk and watching the sunrise? Or perhaps you had a ritual of sitting and watching the sunset. Maybe you made some downtime to read throughout the day, things that just brought you pleasure. Notice that a lot of this stuff that we do when we are traveling slows us down. And allowing yourself to kind of keep that slower pace in your life, even when the outside world starts getting hectic, how can you kind of stay grounded in that peace for yourself? And it's remembering to breathe. It's remembering to pause and remembering to have more patience. I don't know with you, Michelle, but I know when I travel, I'm a lot 
kinder at times to, to other people. And when mistakes happen in the world, I'm like, oh, that's okay. And I'm a lot more forgiving. But when I come home and I go to the express line and it says 10 items and less, and that person in front of me has 11, you know what? Like that Julie, I get a little like, woo, 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 woo. And how can I come back to being that traveler, Julie? So again, process, go inward, write down those things that brought you joy because our traveler's heart, when we travel, there are these desires that we start to fulfill when we are traveling, the desire to connect, the desire to stay curious, the desire to be courageous or get more clarity about our life or just be in the co-creation. And if you can identify what that desire was for you when you traveled, now how can you continue to fuel that desire in your everyday life? Wow. There was so many nuggets there. Um, the first word I picked up was the word notice. Mm -hmm. And you said that several times, notice. What was the things on your holiday that brought you joy? Um, and then the other thing you talked about was that, how do you bring those into your real world? What I was thinking about when you were talking about when you're traveling, like, do you watch the sunrise or the sunset or do you read? So many of those things are things we don't do when we come home or we stop doing, right? Like we yes. only do it when we have this time. So bringing the traveler's heart home could be gosh, you know, I really enjoyed sitting and sipping my coffee in a sunshiny space and reading a book. How can I build that into my average life? How Absolutely. can, do I, do I carve out 10 minutes every day? Do I look at, um, I can't do every day. Maybe I can do a larger chunk once a week, or how can I now fit that into my everyday life so right. that I bring that sense of peace, that sense of of calm. And I love what you said. We slow down. Right. And I think that's so important because mm -hmm. our, this modern life, we are so quick and we're on our phones and we're have a million things going on. And are we really noticing what's going on or, and just to be able to notice awareness is such a key because when we bring awareness to what we are doing, then we're bringing better choices. You know, as you were talking about, Earlier, it's like, you know, how are we making these choices? And it gets back to what I was saying about in the past, I didn't even realize I was so unconscious. All my choices were around seeking from the outside world. And I was forgetting to make choices from the inside, like what really mattered most for me. And so, you know, travel is something I do that allows me to be introspective. You know, and I think a lot of people who are listening here are probably travelers too. But if travel is not your thing, still, what is it that you do that allows you to stop, to have a new set of experiences? And then notice, oh, I really liked that. That was really important. How do I bring that into my everyday life? So if it's not travel, there's something that each and every one of us do that allows us to have that new set of experiences. Does that make sense, Michelle? It totally does. And I love that. Um, you know, you talked about how you felt you were the best version of yourself when you mm -hmm. were traveling. Notice what that is. What are the attributes that are more present? How do you feel? How are you engaging with the world? And 
is that how you want to engage with the world? So how can you recreate that or add that into your daily life so that that piece of you that is flourishing in travel can then flourish at home? So I love that you said that. And I think that that's so important for people to look at that. I often talk about when we travel as a family, the kindnesses that we experience um, as a family with a son with disabilities. There have been, I, I can't even recount how many, mm-hmm. I, hundreds and hundreds of them, of little moments with a perfect stranger who just was so kind to us as a family. And I think, gosh, that's we need to be that kind as a family moving forward on the daily. How can we fit that in? Now, this doesn't mean like a whole scale shifting of your life. Now it could, but it, it doesn't could, mean you right? have to, right. right? Yes. It could just be making small little changes at the beginning that add up. Oh, absolutely. You know, I invite people when they come home. For those of you, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I get to kind of create my schedule. They're like, oh, Julie, it's easy for you because you create your schedule. I have to go to work. Well, you know, one of the things I talk about is I actually work with HR and managers and because I used to do a lot of performance management. And I actually have encouraged HR people and managers when they're doing their weekly check-ins or their annual, you know, their reviews with people, actually talking about when you disconnected, right? What parts of yourself did you notice that you enjoy that you're not bringing to your work life? And that is a great conversation to support the person when they come back. And maybe it has nothing to do with their job, but maybe perhaps, you know, you did, I mean, I vol- I did a volunteer trip um, several years ago. I went to India for three months. And that month that I was there, I was teaching English. And I realized how much I loved giving back and teaching. So now, you know, going back to your organization, hey, I want to raise my hand when there's an opportunity to do a training or if there's any any opportunity to teach or give back, I would really like to be considered. We got to speak up and ask for what we want because people don't know. It's our job to really tell people what we need. And I think that's a very realistic thing that we can bring back to the workplace. Wow, that's really profound. And I love the way you said it. Um, Put your hand up and say, I would love to be considered for this, or this is very meaningful to me. Could I be a part of the team in some way that's doing this versus, well, I deserve it. You should just give it to me. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So how you approach those things, again, might be from the perspective of when I'm traveling, this is how I approach people. Right. Absolutely. And so when I come home, maybe I should try approaching people in a similar fashion. Right? Uh, you know, you know, I started off by talking about this formula that I realized I was making choices is L plus A plus P equals D. Well, in the traveler's heart, you know, the heart itself stands for an acronym and the R in heart actually talks about recalculate what matters most. And what I realized in my own life is that I needed to come up with a conscious formula that when I'm making choices that really aligned and created that fulfillment for myself that my needs were being met. 
And so that in itself is really important. So that formula, you know, if you want to write this one down, this is, you can borrow mine until you create your own, but it's P plus E times C to the third minus X. Now, all right, tell us what I, all that is. Right, right. And so, all right, Julie, we're not a math person, but the P is about what are you passionate about? What really brings you joy? And then the E is what's the energy that you bring to that passion? Because we can all have passions, but then we can say, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. And you don't even allow yourself the opportunity to enjoy that passion, right? And so you have the P plus E. And then to expedite that, it's the uh, C to the third. You need to be committed, right? Committed to your passions, right? You need to have courage to say like, I deserve to live a life that's passionate. And the third C, which I think is really important is compassion, compassion for yourself and compassion for other people. Part of traveling for me is that I really did realize that I was very compassionate to other people, but I realized how hard I was on myself. And in everyday life, when I get lost or I make a mistake, I kind of beat myself up. But when I travel and I kind of get lost, it becomes an adventure and I can reframe it in such a different way. And there's a joy that comes with that. So that kindness that I can bring back to myself. And then the, the last factor in that formula is the, you know, the X minus out the expectations, right? It's about enjoying the journey of what is your passion, having great energy, being committed, being courageous, being kind, right? And and then allowing whatever happens, happens. Again, I was so good at that when I traveled, but I wasn't as good at that when I came home. And I noticed, Michelle, that when I allowed myself to recalculate using those six factors, that really brought me a sense of peace in my life. And so I offered the audience and listeners that start to notice, like, you know, how can you get clear first is like, start understanding what brings you joy. And you know, so many people don't spend the time really understanding what's important to them. And I do a process called the passion test to help people get really clear. So it is, hey, we got a visitor here. <laughs> hey, Mateo. Recalculating, yeah, recalculating. Awesome. recalculating, right? That was awesome. You know, now in a now, in the past, if something like ha happened in a talk or a podcast, I'd be like, oh, so worried. Now it's like that just created so much joy <laughs> for our podcast. <laughs> Hello, Mateo. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is this is my regular life. So for those on the podcast, you can't see this. My son's just come home from school and has now joined us. He is on screen here and he's kind of hanging out and he's moving the screen and he's doing all kinds of things. He hung upside down over the computer um, so that Julie got a good look up his nose. Um, so speaking of recalculating, you're absolutely right. you for being a part of the living your legacy podcast community in 2022 we can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year we've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you the living your legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots we found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience we'd love to help you get your message out let's discuss this Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you.
So Julie, you were talking about passion. I love that. What if somebody has just gotten so lost in their regular life that they don't even know what they're passionate about? What would you suggest? Right. Like, where's a good starting place? So a good starting place is, okay, maybe you don't know what you want, but you've gotten clear about what you don't want. So you know, when you can get clear about like, okay, I don't want to be around negative people. I don't like living in the cold. Um, I don't like sitting at a desk, you know, nine to five. Like if you can get so clear about what you don't want right now, it's like, okay, well, that's really a gift because some people aren't even clear about what they don't want. And so from there, then you can start, okay, if I don't want a nine to five job, what can I do with my skills? And that's what I love working with people on how to get creative about using those gifts that you haven't unpacked yet. And we can really create and design a life that is so ridiculously fulfilled and it doesn't have to look cookie cutter. That's what I want to remind people. Even if we have traditional jobs, there is a way of showing up every single day and being that unique you, but it starts with you noticing what brings you joy and what doesn't. And then from that, you have the power to recalculate every single day, every single choice. Again, so powerful. I love that. If you don't know what you want, look at what you don't want. As my son is telling me what he doesn't want. <laughs> so look at what you don't want. And then look at the flip side of that. If I don't want a nine to five, what do I want? Do I want freedom and flexibility? If I don't want to deal with customer service or negative people, not that those two are connected, but just two choices out of the air. Um, what do I want? Do I prefer more researchy things? Do I prefer working solo? Do I, what do I want? So that we can then create those, cir those circumstances and situations we like. I also love that you said we have a choice every day in how we show up. I can show up and be bitter and miserable. I really yes, can. That's a choice. That's it's it. A, you know, right? You maybe have a bad night's sleep or you can't stand the person in the cubicle beside you or, you know, your boss is fill in any complete negative descriptor or adjective you would like to, um, right? Um, we have a choice in how we show up. We have a choice in what we engage with and what we don't engage with. We have a choice in, as you said, whether we put our hands up and say, you know, gosh, I might be interested in that. Or we shy away. Um, or, or somebody says, hey, do you want to? And you're like, not for me. You have a right. choice there too. So I love that. Notice, notice your responses to those things. Notice how you're showing up. If you changed how you showed up, would it change the situation? Because sometimes- how we show up causes the situation. Absolutely. I do want to say, Michelle, too, you know, so often again, if you're not a traveler, how can you use these traveler skills in your everyday life? And what does a traveler do? Well, a traveler explores, a traveler experiments. From that experiment, we have a new set of experiences. From that new set of experiences, we expand. And when we expand, we evolve. So that's how, whether you're a traveler or not, we're all traveling through life. We're all traveling through, you know, different experiences and remembering these ease of I'm exploring, 
I'm experimenting. It's only when we have a new set of experiences and really allow ourselves to be curious and try new things that we can evolve and expand. You know, my dad always used to say to me, would you rather experience the same thing a thousand times or have a thousand different experiences? Now, for some people, they don't want to be, you know, they, they're really okay with their life living in a certain way. But I think for listeners of your show and The Traveler's Heart, we are looking for new ways to have new experiences and to be fulfilled and to truly live a fulfilling life. We need to be daring. We need to take risks. We need to have fun. You know, there's the movie Overboard with Goldie Hawn, the original one, Goldie Hawn and, and Kurt Douglas, uh, Kurt Russell. And if you remember at the end of the movie, like she started out, she was this rich person and then she kind of got amnesia. She fell into this life of being poor, right? And then she went back to her rich life going, huh, what just happened? And she was having a conversation with her butler in the movie. And the butler said to her, she's like, everyone thinks I'm crazy because she was kind of confused at this point. And he said, no, ma'am, we are all born to a station of life. You had the rare opportunity of leaving what you know to have a different set of experiences. What you now choose to do with that information, that experience is entirely up to you. So who would think that a Goldie Hawn movie would be so profound? But I feel that movie is so representative of what travel can do for us. We have a new set of experiences, and then we come home and we get to choose. What do we want to do? Go back to the old way? The thing is, Michelle, I think once a heart is expanded, it can't go back to that same shape. And so we have to continue to evolve and keep that heart, you know, pumping or other we're going to we're going to flatline without those new set of experiences. And that's what travel allows us to do to stay fully alive. I could just I could just leave. I'll just turn it over to you now. I think that that's just so amazing as of course I'm getting calls over here from my son. But I love what you said there about about the movie, about these experiences changing you. And you're right. When we travel, often we have experiences like perhaps you see people in abject poverty that you've never actually seen before. Maybe you've seen it on TV. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you read it in the news somewhere and you see it. Yes. You are right there. It's tangible in front of you. You cannot never, you can never unsee it. Absolutely. And it may change the way you view things or the way you view people who oh, live in absolutely. abject poverty, right? You go to places where you see, like, for example, in Europe, where the architecture is so old and it was created by these skilled masons who couldn't read or write a word. They couldn't sign their names. So what they did was created little, we would now call them avatars, mm -hmm. a little picture or an image that was their signature that went on their work. And you can travel through Europe to see where these masons were based on where those signatures are showing up in the architecture. You cannot unsee it or unappreciate that after seeing it. So you come back to our relatively modern cities. And we're like, wow, that was a whole unique perspective on things. And Absolutely. you develop new and unique perspectives. So if somebody hasn't really traveled, how can they take that same inner journey? What would you suggest to someone? Maybe they're 
They haven't traveled for reasons of money or COVID or fears around traveling, a number of reasons. So if they haven't traveled anywhere, what would you suggest to help them start that inner travel journey? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I would say, you know, just start to notice, right? Again, it starts to notice where have you been holding yourself back? Where have you been limiting yourself by a conversation that you can't have that experience, that you're not ready for that experience? So I would start with some of those limiting beliefs, right? Again, write that down. I'm a fan of writing things down and putting it on paper and really seeing, like, am I really scared of traveling to Europe by myself? Or maybe I just don't know how to. Well, that's well, that's a whole different conversation, right? Scared versus I don't know how to. Well, now we now we get resources. We reach out for help. You know, so start noticing where you are fighting for your limitations versus where you can start living life fully. And it can be as simple as, you know, in your town, did you realize maybe there's an Indian restaurant that you never went to? If Indian's not your thing, maybe it's Thai or, you know, a, a different pizza parlor. You've been going to the same pizza parlor for 20 years, right? Maybe you go to Joey's instead of Anthony's, right? <laughs> you know, just allowing yourself to have new experiences. And it starts in your neighborhood. And from your neighborhood, it's your state. And from your state, it's your country. From your country, you know, it's your continent. And then, then you really start seeing the world. And the world is actually not as big. And there's, so many more things we have in common. So what I love to share and wrapping up is, you know, not to be fearful. You know, we all have similar needs of connection, of being curious, of wanting to be courageous and try new things, about being clear about what matters to us. Like this is like, these are universal needs. And when we start speaking with other people, whether it's in Europe or India, whether it's the elites or, you know, people in impoverished lands, I can actually tell you, Michelle, that I've learned about rich living from, from some of the poorest people in the world. And it's when I had those experiences, as I come home to realize I thought I lacked, I thought I didn't have enough. And I realized just how, and I'm not saying tangible rich, but rich inside with friends, rich inside with, with knowledge, rich inside with just I, I have my abilities. Like we start to really notice all the, the true gifts that we have in our lives. And it's our obligation then to go out, you know, kind of circling back to what my dad said is, you know, a successful, fulfilled person is self-reliant, is contributing, is making a difference in the world and is happy in doing what they love. And in return, they are being in service and probably making somebody else happy as well. I love that. And looking at that from the perspective of legacy, you know, creating your own life as a way to create fulfillment and joy, that spills out into everyone around you, no matter where you are. Creating a life you love is in and of itself a legacy. Absolutely. Right? Creating traveling through life in a way that you love, that makes your heart sing with joy. See, my mm -hmm. guest is back. Um, <laughs> traveling through the world in a way that touches and positively impacts people. Like you said, I learned a great deal about richness from some of the poorest people in the world, as have I. Mm -hmm. And looking at that, how do I bring that home? How do I bring that into my everyday life? 
how do I create those situations of love and joy and positive feelings in, in the world that I live in on the daily versus the world that I've traveled to? And if I can't travel, how can I, I love what you said, like just doing it at home. What do I love to do? Are there things at home you can do? Is there a park you've never visited? Maybe there's a beautiful green space that can inspire you. Or like you suggested, a restaurant you've never been to. Um, Recently, we went to a uh, grocery store. No, it was a deli that was a Japanese deli that we'd never been to. Mm -hmm. And it was so much fun. My husband said he really enjoyed it. Mom and pop shop that we have driven past a hundred times and never gone into. And then the food was so good and they were so kind. And um, so, of course, now we have a new place that we'll go to. So our experience has expanded. Our meals have expanded. Our... um, you know, our joy in knowing exactly where our money goes when we spend it there has expanded. So there's so many things, so many pieces of the traveler's heart that can be taken into any area of life. And I love how you've keep, you kept talking about recalculating what matters most. When you figure out what matters to you, you are miles ahead of a lot of people. Absolutely. And then go take action on what matters to you. Right. So, and we have, we have this quote in the passion test that we say, when faced with a choice or decision or opportunity, choose in favor of your passion. So your yeses become very clear and your no's become very clear. And people say like choices are hard. The truth of the matter, choices aren't hard when you're really clear about what matters most to you. And that has been the biggest gift that travel has given me. And so now in my daily life, like I'm really clear about my priorities. And so, you know, if my nephews call me up and say, Aunt Julie, will you come to my lacrosse game? And I'm sitting here working and it's four o'clock. Am I going to say, oh, like I want to work longer versus on my passion test list, it says create precious memories with family and friends. What am I going to choose? Right. But you got to get clear. And it gets back to really, again, noticing and and spending some quiet time. And that's not always comfortable with people, but that will be my invitation to everyone listening to get quiet and connect with yourself. Because when you disconnect from the, the hustle and bustle and you can travel inward and really hear what your soul is calling forward, you know, that's what you need to act on. And it shows like Michelle's podcast and my podcast that we are here to help you take that next big leap, but you got to do the work in just starting to go on that inner journey so you can live so fully out in the world. Absolutely beautiful. Well, now folks, you know why Julie and I are friends. That's right. You know why I adore talking to her because that conversation is just so uplifting and really wonderful. Um, And I'm sure there's going to be people in the audience, Julie, who are going to want to reach out to you and get to know you or maybe take the passion test. What is a good way for people to reach you? Oh, thank you, Michelle. You can just go to my website. It's juliezolfo.com. And on there, um, I actually have a free gift. It's And if you're looking on the video here, it's it's a big poster behind me. It's the ABCs of Living Ridiculously Fulfilled. So I want you to have this as a gift from my heart to your heart. Please go grab a copy of this. And then my calendar's there. And there's all different ways that you can connect with me and just reach out. I love connecting with 
with people. So go over to juliesalfo.com, download the free gift, connect with me. And that's a, a good way to start. I love that. Uh, and I can certainly attest to that. Julie is a great connection to have. She's a great conversationalist. Go to her website um, and grab that freebie and have a look. Julie is someone who literally grabs life by the horns and lives it absolutely to the fullest. She practices what she preaches. Go and check out Julie. Where can people find your book if they're looking for that? Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, on my website, you, know, you can go on to juliesalfo.com. The book is right there, or you can just um, go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. And um, if you actually buy the book, right, and you let me know, I'm happy to, I have a way of sending you a signature and signing your book virtually. So I'd love to be able to do that as well, too. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Um, and Julie is also one who knows that one of my um, top priorities is to be a really awesome mom. So for those on the podcast, Julie's been talking while my son is here, putting his head on my shoulder, doing all kinds of things, um, because that is one of my priorities, not to have to choose between, but to be able to be and participate in both being a, a podcaster, business owner, and being the kind of mom that I want to be, which is truly part of my legacy that we are living into on the daily. Julie, I am so grateful to you for your friendship, for your kindness, for all those words of wisdom and those amazing acronyms, all those E's. I'm going to be like all day today about how we can do that. How can you experiment and explore and expand? I love those words. Um, so I would encourage our audience to do that too. Take that inner journey to find your traveler's heart. And then if you come up with some amazing ideas, let us know. We'd love to hear Julie and myself would love to know what you've come up with, what were you, what actions were you inspired to take? What words, what passions came up for you? Let us know. That's always exciting to us. And you never know, Julie and I both have pretty large networks. We might be able to connect you with somebody else who's in line with what you're looking absolutely, for. Absolutely. So Julie, thank you so much for the gift of your friendship, your time, your wise words. And Mateo is here saying over and over again, that your home is awesome. Cause we were at Julie's house. So he wants her to know that 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 was awesome. Oh, well, thank um, you. Thank you so much. Thank Michelle. you so much for being here, for sharing your journey, for sharing your gifts and talents with us. I believe that this will truly inspire some other people to start traveling better and different in their own lives. Again, Julie, you are a blessing and a gift. So grateful to know you. Thank you, Michelle. Right back at you, sister. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd, but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, 
collaborate and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.